WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. And knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome to a Friday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show. Normally, a solo endeavor, the only solo night of the week. And it still kind of is, but big mystery guest is. We have a mystery guest right off the rip. That's right. And it's none other. Well, if you're watching on Twitch, you can see. But don't worry about that. If you're listening in your car, it's Adam Jones. Hey! Hey! Nice. Jones, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good. I, let Good me, tell you. Let me yeah. tell you guys, I'm not just saying this to no. you. Every night I hear Opie the Poet on my drive home. It's pretty sweet. I'm singing to it yes. in the car. I, do you know how many people have said I, my kid knows the words now? I'm getting people texting me being really? like, I got to listen to it twice. Like, where can we listen to it again? Yeah, he needs to. People he needs, like it. He needs to release like a... Uh, Ooh, uh, like a remix, an EP, yeah, something with, like is that. that. The extended play, yeah, Stiz, maybe you would know about with this. like a cameo, but like a cameo by Stiz on oh, there. Stiz, yeah, yeah, get on there? Yeah. yeah, hey, Opie can rap. Yeah, do Opie a, can rap. Do a verse. I like that. Yeah, we should do that. Just Spit like, some bars. Some bars. bars. Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what I was gonna, took the words right out of my mouth. I did my own open at first, and it was mixed to poor reviews. Andy Melanakis. No, I did the Tom Green one. This is the Rich Keith oh, yeah, Show. It's not the Keith Rich Show. It is my favorite show. Did you have an Andy Melanakis one? Uh, no, I should have. It was Tom Green. Andy Milanakis had a good run, too. He's with us, I think. He's probably doing fine. I think he is, yeah. So is Tom Green. Tom, Tom Green's doing great. Tom Green must be doing I great. I would love to see Tom Green. Uh, he was on. He was one of those guys that was, like, terrified of COVID. Like, petrified of it. Really? Yeah, I remember That's hearing, wild because he was just... Bombas on the moose and all that stuff. Yeah. You would think he wouldn't care. Yeah, you would But think, no, huh. he, he went the other way. Tick-borne illness doesn't bother him. But, doesn't, you know. No, doesn't care about that. But, you know. He's literally wearing the carcass of a deer in one of his films, <laughs> and yet terrified of COVID. So there, here we huh. are. Uh, last night during the program, all these quotes started to come out about uh, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft spoke to select reporters out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So if you made the trip out to Vegas for the Super Bowl, you had an opportunity to speak with people Robert Kraft. Some people do. Huh. Some people do. Now, First, before we get into what he said, I was so thrown off by the setup. Apparently, they did a bunch of questions off the record yep, and then did a few on the record. Now, I am, you know, a scoops expert, but I'm not a, like a written word journalist. How does that work? How can you possibly trust a reporter to like in a group setting? It's one thing if you're like one on one. Hey, this is off the record. And then it's like the other reporters don't know 
who said the same yeah, thing. It's to like who? a bachelor party. It's like a code of silence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they are in Vegas. Yeah. So that makes sense. But isn't that kind of a strange setup so, to begin with? I think so. And I, it's not the first time Robert's done this. I True. Should, I should fact check myself. But he did this at the Super Bowl last year or one of the owners meetings or yeah. something like that. Yep. So I don't know what that is. I don't know if he's afraid to say, like, really let both guns go on, on Bill on the record. Stuff. I was going to say, because he was pretty much pointed right at Bill on the record. So this is what I'm wondering. So what? So what is it off the record? Is he explaining, like, the Robin Glazer stuff or Jonathan, Jonathan's role? Hey, we never wanted Alex Van Pelt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this is the last guy so we like, wanted. What's he explain? Because last yeah. year it was either Bill or Mac is what I think it is in retrospect. When he was talking off the record, mm. it was something along those lines. And now it's like, is he explaining – who drafted Mac or what Jonathan's role is or Robin Glazer's role or something. Like, there's something that... Who do you think drafted Mac? Uh, I think Bill knew the Crafts wanted a quarterback. And I think Bill was okay with Mac. Yeah. And so I think if, if Bill ideally would have taken Mac at, like, pick 45. Yeah. But he reached because he knew it made his ball. Well, because everybody was like, oh, Davis Mills. That was the guy that won the third round yeah. that Casario took. So yeah. everybody thought that... Because remember the video that came out from the war room? Yeah. Are we good with this? Yeah. Like, like... When uh, the like, Vikings, guys, we're good, right? Remember when the Vikings drafted Justin Jefferson? Uh-huh. They had like fireworks in the room. They're like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they draft Mac Jones. They're like, guys, everybody's okay. Guys, anybody, you, you sure? Does anybody want to speak now? It's like Vince Vaughn. Go ahead. They're talking, <laughs> talking you out of getting married. Get out of this. Yeah, Get yeah. out of this, what Frank. Are you doing? What are it's you not doing? too late. Yeah. It's not too late. She's walking down the aisle. Nice job. One wide receiver for the rest <laughs> of your life. Nice. So yeah. that's what they, so yeah. yeah, I think it was kind of one of those like, Group things. I'm sure Robert definitely wanted them, but Bill was like, we do need a quarterback. Like, I just forced everybody a season of Cam Newton. So, like, they didn't need a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I think. I think Bill liked Mac. He didn't love Mac. I don't think he would have taken him at 15, but he did it to make Robert happy. Yeah. So, if that's if that's not a convoluted enough answer, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I will not absolve Bill from that draft. Yeah, pick. right. So, as for Robert Kraft saying, hey, I've wanted to spend money. I've always wanted to spend money. In fact... This is the line that's, that floored me. In fact, I've actually encouraged them to spend more money. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, take it easy. Like, yeah. it's a little strong. Because I feel weird uh, defending a billionaire. I feel like anytime you're defending a billionaire, you got to, like, go take a shower. Right? Like, it's not the, the business I want to be in. But in this case, I do feel like Bill was a big-time value guy. And I think the fact that Bill's contract was never public record, yep. I think kind of plays into it. Like, he didn't want people knowing he made $20, 25000000 because he was also the one low-balling offers to everybody else. So I think Kraft is more or less telling the truth. I think he's laying it on a little thick, but I think he is telling the truth. Interesting. So I, I, would, I would say the reason they're 10th in spending, cash spending, yeah. and, you know, Mike Reese and ESPN reported that over the last decade, is more Robert. Now, I think... You know, Bill made a lot of mistakes with those contracts. Like, Bill chose to pay Juju Smith-Schuster instead of Jacoby Myers. Right. And, like... And I said, that wasn't a craft decision. No, 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 no. Right. But, you know, if they spent, say, $200 million this year, I think that $200 million number is Robert's. And so, if Robert was like, Bill, you get to spend two hundred twenty-five. Bill would spend that. Mm. He might spend it on... Poorly. Yeah, right. He might not spend it well, but... I don't think Bill wanted... He's like, yes, let's be the lowest cash-spending team in the NFL. That's what I'll blame Robert for. But, like, a bunch of individual poor contracts, that's on Bill. And I do think Bill liked having leverage over a lot of those players. Like, oh, I'm not going to hand you a five-year, 
you know, as much as a deal can be guaranteed in the NFL, I'm not going to hand you no. a five-year guaranteed deal because now you don't need to listen to me. Well, there's like two things. He never really liked quarterbacks. Never has. Nope, like them. famously, going back to Cleveland. Hates them. Like not a great position yep. to kind of uh, have an issue with. But also some of the guys that he found, like the undrafted guys, I don't think he ever was going to give them a huge contract. Now, some of them re-signed. Like Jonathan Jones was a undrafted right. guy. But like Malcolm Butler and Jason Jackson. Myers. Uh, and Jacoby Myers. Like those are like recent ones that are all like, oh, those guys hit. And then other teams paid them. But there was something about Bill not wanting to pay those guys. I also wonder like his willingness to get rid of superstars right before the season, during the season. I don't think that's Robert saying, oh, Bill, we got we to gotta trim the roster down. He's like, oh, okay, I'll get rid of Seymour. I'll get rid of, I'll get rid of Richard Seymour the week before the season. Or I'll trade... You know, Jamie Collins at the deadline while we're the best team in the league. I think that's Bill thinking he yeah. can win it his way. That's Bill. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Like, like Robert, you know, didn't want to get into Logan. What did Logan Mankin say about him like years oh, ago? Oh, he's such a bad like, stuff. Challenge like Robert's manhood and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, yeah. you know, I you look me in the eye and say yeah. this and that. And yeah. like, as a man, <laughs> I can't trust you. Like, I don't think Robert wanted to get in that steering contest. No, not he, with Logan Mankins. My he, God. No, he wants to be liked. Yeah, and so that is true. You know, I just i I think we'll start to get an answer this off season, and if nothing else, I think Robert is well, obviously pushing back on what he calls a misconception, which yeah. is not it's not that far, Rich, right? From calling people liars. Oh boy, it's That's true. Not, I know you're in you're in that neighborhood. You know, doing off the record meetings with the media yeah. is kind of like John Henry sending the Globe an email. A little bit. And well, saying it's a misconception about being dead last in spending is not that far away from calling your fans and media liars. Oh boy. So he's getting there, but... No, he is. No, but I, what I like about this I is... I think he he desperately wants to spend this offseason to shut people up about it. Yes! And that's and the difference. It, and pin it on Bill. And that's the big difference with John Henry. John Henry and or Sam Kennedy can speak for John Henry and say, we care so much, and then sign a guy who's out for the year. That's what they just did. That was like the next move. Like, hey guys, Theo Epstein's here. I kind of so's Michael Fulmer. I kind of like Fulmer. I kind of like Michael Fulmer. I kind of like Michael Fulmer. So they got rehab Fulmer all year. I'm signing off on anything Theo does. I like I like anything Theo does. I mean, all these moves are good, but that's Robert. Sort he painted himself into a corner now. You can't be like, this is all Bill, this is all Bill. Well, because my guess is. And Mayo's like, we're burning cash. Burning cash. He already said burning cash right here in WEI. He said burning cash. So. You got to hold him to it. And I can't imagine Elliot Wolf's like, mm, let's not spend the money. Like, it's also his first year really running a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they don't go crazy, if they don't have one of the five biggest spending free agencies uh, or off seasons, I think all the attention can go back on to Robert. Who do you want? Uh, I want one of, like, the big three receivers. Okay, because so Higgins, Mike Evans, and you're a, you're a Harrison. Pittman. You're a Harrison guy. Yeah, draft Harrison and get one of those guys. Okay. I'll, hell, I'll take Baker Mayfield if they can't get, like, Bo Nix or something. I'll go, like, they should go crazy. Kraft, Kraft has said as much. No, so I'll take no, all those guys. They're burning cash. So, yeah. I, like, I, I like Evans. I like a lot of these receivers that are yeah. available. I don't know how many are going to shake free. I don't know that Pittman will shake free. I don't know that Ridley will shake free. T. Higgins. Like franchise. But I like, mean, Calvin Ridley I would take. I think a couple of those guys yeah. shake free. I think, you know, Justin Jefferson, that rumor's been out there. Uh, you know, rumor from Colin Cowherd. The Cowherd thing is a little much, though. But it's still, like, oh, so many picks. But still, I wouldn't personally do that one because I want the quarterback at three. I know you don't. Yeah, yeah. So I would take Jefferson. But, you know, I think Steph Diggs might shake free in Buffalo. Like, that's one I'd be interested he in. seems that he's got a little, little bit of a bad attitude all of a sudden. Yeah, but he that's does. fine. I would take him. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, oh, God, yeah, yeah. You know, like, okay. when you're a Super Bowl caliber team, I'm yeah. a little worried about if you're going to poison the well. No, he'll be fine. When you suck, I'll, I'll take you. And he'll I'll worry great. about your squawking yeah. another day of the week. So I'm taking the quarterback at three. 
and then I am jumping both feet. Do you in. take any the whatever quarterbacks left? Yes. Yeah, so my my priorities are I would go May, then Crybaby Williams, then Jaden Daniels. Oh. But I like all three. Like Darius Butler, isn't Darius Butler a uh, Drake May guy? Is he? I think Darius Butler was on with McAfee, and he's like, I just spent all day golfing with him. I'd take him number one. I like You're Drake like, May. <laughs> I like Drake May. You do? Okay. Yeah. I think there's some, you know, he's not as mobile and as physical as Josh Allen, but I think, you know, that Allen, Roethlisberger, um, you know, Justin Herbert, mold, yep. Cam, like Cam Newton's a high-end running comp, but, oh, like, yeah, a, yeah, but yeah. like a big physical quarterback who's yeah. mobile and can throw. Like that, I think that's what Drake May is. Yeah, yeah. And I like that Drake May lost a lot of talent before his final year there and looked good with the talent around yeah. him. Still was fine. You Are you know? confident that Van Pelt and McAdoo can no, get a lot so out of No, so I'm not super confident about that, but I don't want to. I don't want to be disingenuous either. Yeah. I I mostly think quarterbacks overrated. Uh, coaching rather is overrated. Oh, like quarterbacks. If overrated. you have the quarterback, yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, like yeah. you can make up for Nathaniel Hackett if your uh, quarterback is an all timer. Right. Yeah. How I mean, do we really know how good? Houston's coaches are, or is CJ Stroud just awesome? Stroud might be awesome, but I kind of like Slowick, and no, at least that too. plays into the Shanahan thing. Me too. So I'll take but, that. But I don't, I don't know like what came first there. So oh, yeah, yeah. if you draft the right guy, Van Pelt and McAdoo will be fine. You could have yeah. done better, but yeah. they'll be fine. So I want them to jump in both feet at receiver and free agency because I want the quarterback at three. Who do you got winning the big game on Sunday? Chiefs. It's such a lame, basic bitch, popular so, answer. I'm picking the Chiefs too, but I feel like everyone's on the Chiefs. It's almost too the much. Public, so it's too much. Even though the val, I got him at plus 105 on oh, like brag Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Our, the plus 100 I saw today, and I was like, I got to pull the trigger. Yeah. So so they were at plus 110. I missed the 110. Oh, they're right at 110. They were uh, maybe late last week or early in the week. They were at plus 110. I missed that. All right. I got him at plus 105. So like, even though there's value in betting the Chiefs. That's like so many people. The whole the Chiefs public now. is betting They're the Chiefs. They're all picking which, the Chiefs, which scares me a little bit. It was like sixty-eight percent. Oh, I thought it was like higher. 60, uh, I thought it was like eighty percent. Oh, was it eighty percent picking the Chiefs? Really? I thought so. Yeah. All right. On well, money line bets, I thought so. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, I'm still going Chiefs. Anyway, Jones, a pleasure. Do you want to stick around for more? No, I no. The guy can we please can we please do this maybe once a month or something? Yeah, you, please me. You got to please Jones. <laughs> it's my. I'll please Jones. <laughs> you have to please Jones during the break once a month. We may have to talk to his wife. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard Wiggy talking about my 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 sex schedule, but that Wiggy talked about it. Oh yeah. No, I didn't hear that. Wiggy hot Mike. Yeah, quote unquote hot Wiggy on a hot mic. He doesn't know they're rolling. Oh my god. Well, he was talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey threesomes. Okay. Which segued into Gresh and Fourier being freaks in the bedroom <laughs> and segued into me scheduling my sexual intercourse. Scheduling? Which, really not all that far off. We're yeah. being honest. Really, he's really not all that yeah, far you off. You set this. your watch to it? What's wrong with that? Yeah. Like, I know that it's Wednesday night. Yeah, That's so a good one, sign for me. So once a month. I could, I could schedule that once a okay, month. Okay, cool. You know, like, sorry, Kat. It's, uh, I, I got I to gotta sit in with Rich. We'll have to bump... <laughs> We'll have to bump this to another day. Very I, good. I think it's the opposite for what it's worth, Jones. It's always the unassuming guys. Are guys. the freakiest That's freaks. That's right. You know what I mean? The, the, the Catholic girls. Yeah. See, this is what I said. I, I don't want to be. I don't think I want to be known that way. No, you don't. No. no I, this is I like I like being known as a scheduler. That's right. That's exactly what I am. That's what I do. All right. He's Adam Jones. You can catch him 2 to 6 every uh, Monday through Friday here on WEI. It's the Rich Keefe Show. Uh, you guys can join us at 617-779-7937, including... Arthur Blank on Bill Belichick. He had a lot to say about Bill Belichick. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. 
thank you to Jones. I've been efforting that to happen for a little bit now. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. The Celtics at the Garden tonight for their last game in this recent homestand. They'll be facing the Wizards. Tip-off at 7.30. Jason Tatum was listed as questionable with the non-COVID-related illness, but updated today to available. So he will be on the court tonight. However, newly acquired players Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer, they are both out, so no debuts tonight. The Bruins beat the Canucks, one of the best teams in the league right now, 4-0 last night at the Garden. Bruins' goals came from Zaka, Heenan, Geeky, and Marshan. Bruins have the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow afternoon when they'll host the Capitals. Puck drops from Causeway Street at 3.30. Patriots, they're bringing in yet another former linebacker to join the staff, Dante Hightower. He's been hired as the Patriots' new linebackers coach. Hightower played four seasons alongside new Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo in New England. And Boston College has hired Bill O'Brien as their next head coach. O'Brien replaces Jeff Halfley, who abruptly left his post after four seasons to become the Green Bay Packers' defensive coordinator. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key shows coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, W-E-E-I. It's a full throttle Friday. We forgot to mention that off the rip, Stiz. It's full throttle Friday. How could you forget? As every Friday is on this program. Rob Bradford's going to join us at 8 o'clock. There are some Red Sox stories this week as uh, they have teamed up with Netflix for not one but two documentaries. Who needs big signings when you get a pair of Netflix docs? You got Netflix docs uh, coming out of your ears. And you also did get a signing of Michael Fulmer, a uh, pitcher who is hurt for the entire season. So he's not going to pitch this season, but fingers crossed for next season. But a good get by the Red Sox. So we'll talk to Bradford at the stroke of 8 o'clock tonight. We are just a couple of nights away from the Super Bowl. So if you have any big Super Bowl takes, I'll take them. 617-779-7937. Or sort of let you know I, I like the Chiefs, but so does everybody in this game. So that part of it is, is kind of strange. We have more uh, prop bets in our Propapalooza. We'll wrap up the week's is. That means 25 total prop bets we have. Uh, Me, Stiz, Hart, and Fitzy, all on the record. I'll put out a graphic later on so people can uh, play with or against us, as it were. But I'm looking forward to that around 745. You feeling good about your uh, Chiefs Niners pick? Uh, yeah, I okay. am. I'm right. reeling on the Gatorade thing. Yeah, you're big on ga- you're big on blue Gatorade. <laughs> I'm, I'm really yeah. big on blue Gatorade. In fact, I just saw it on the TV. They were dumping uh, blue Gatorade on someone. So that's a good sign. Well, then. I'll be looking. All right, I got. I'm in for orange. Yeah, that's I right. Got, I got some sleeper orange. Yep, sleeper yeah. orange. Nick went, had yellow. Yeah, yep. And then Hart also went orange. So two, double oh, orange there. Right, yeah. mm, I know. All right, let's go to the phones. We got Dave in Woburn. He joins us next. What's going on, Dave? Simon, how you doing? Great. Good. Uh, let's stop talk, talking about the uh, blue Gatorade. Let's talk about the business. Let's go. Um, I think KC Hustner. Yeah, right? We can't do that. That guy was excited, though, Stig. Ah, it is a Friday. He was excited. He yeah. was pumped about it. Yeah. You can't say what you said there, but he he was, I think, adamant that McCaffrey was going to score a touchdown, to which I would say at minus 210, take it. Like, have it all He you had want. a crazy parlay idea. It was like plus 1,900. I think it was like Chiefs winning and then a Kelsey McCaffrey and someone else anytime Tutty. 
All right. And it was plus 1,900. All right. I mean, I'm all there for whatever you want to do. But you got to, yeah, you got to, as they said in the chat, the Twitch chat hears everything. So you got to watch your mouth. That's right. Because that could upset some people at home. You're watching. I know a lot of people like to gather around the computer at home, watch the show as a family. And you hear something like that and yeesh. But anyway, we're going to roll on, and uh, you guys can call us, try to clean it up. I know it's a Friday. I know you're excited. We got to the end of the week. You got big Super Bowl plans. Maybe you got a big party or something. But I, this came out today. So Robert Kraft spoke to reporters yesterday. We were talking a lot about the quotes last night, and if you want to weigh in on that, feel free. But Falcons owner Arthur Blank spoke today and brought up Bill Belichick and had a lot to say. There's a lot going on in here. So, of course, Bill Belichick had one interview, and as we know, he had, uh, well, I guess two interviews, as it turned out with the Falcons, did not get the job. They gave it to Raheem Morris, Bill Belichick, a coaching free agent, as it were, and uh, all the jobs have been filled, no Bill Belichick, but you're like, oh, maybe, you know, he must have wanted full power or whatever. That's what everybody's saying. One of the reasons, one, I say, one of the reasons Bill Belichick doesn't have a job is because where Bill Belichick goes, he takes over and he brings uh, his people and he picks the players and everything else. So the thought process was, all right, Bill must have won total control. And Atlanta was like, all right, we can't we can't do that. So take a listen to this. Here's Arthur Blank, uh, better known as one of the villains in Dick Tracy, and what he had to say about Bill Belichick. Never really, I would say this to make absolutely clear, there were 14 candidates. It was not any one of the candidates against Bill Belichick. It was all 14 candidates, Candidates, uh, I would say against each other, but each were competing with each other. And we selected the one that we thought for a whole variety of reasons was the best choice for us. Um, I do want to make it 1,000% clear. Uh, I want to go to 2,000% or 100,000, whatever percent you want to use. Bill Belichick never asked for, in our discussions, full control of personnel or the building or anything of that nature. He was very inclusive, very collaborative. Um, he met Terry Fontenot. Uh, he checked out our people doing his own his own references. Uh, he sent me a private text, which I eventually shared with Terry, that he was happy working with him. So all these, I don't know whatever you want to call them, want to be kind to the media, but all of these uh, Thank you. Th- things that were being produced by the media were totally not true. Um, I don't say it to to, um, to 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 patronize Bill, but to be fair to him, uh, I mean he never had that as a requirement. I mean he's got you know he's got his history, he has a way of doing things, et cetera, which have been very very successful. Now you could debate, you know, is that true? The last four years or so it might be a little different picture, but you know there's a lot of stories behind a lot of things. So um, I think it was a very good series of interviews with him. Our folks were impressed with him. Uh, I was impressed with them as I want a number of the candidates. And we just felt all things considered for a variety of reasons that Raheem Morris was clearly the best choice for us. It's not a criticism of Bill. Okay. So really a lot of information in there. So (laughs) now you can choose to believe all of it, some of it or none of it. That's completely up to you. I, uh, he, he feels like he's trying to defend Bill in a way, but I don't think it's going the way that he wants it. I don't, I don't really read it that way because 
One of the th- so basically, there's like three things everybody was saying that Bill didn't get the job right. Bill's old. Bill did a bad job with the roster and the uh, especially the quarterback, and he just wants total and complete control. So he comes in there, and at his age, he's probably only going to be there two three years. And you really want to gut the whole front office coaching staff for him, and then he's going to leave whether they're good or bad in just a few years. So if Atlanta didn't offer him the job, one of the thoughts was. Well, he wanted to just take everything over, player personnel, probably bring in Judge and Patricia and McDaniels and everything, his kids, and just just kind of take over. But Arthur Blank's telling us that that didn't even happen. So Arthur Blank said he didn't even bring that up. He was talking like everything was very inclusive or whatever he said. So essentially just comparing Raheem Morris and Bill Belichick, the Falcons thought Raheem Morris better head coach. That's that's how that kind of reads. And it, there was also, there were some people, now this is the real, real diehard defend Bill Belichick people. Me. Stiz, people like Stiz would say, well, Bill maybe didn't like what he heard. Maybe Bill said no. Arthur Blank just told us he didn't offer him the job. Mm. So, eh, but you don't have to believe him. Like you can still, no. the, the Bill Bill people, the Stiz is out there might just say, well, this guy's full of crap. But, he Bill didn't even turn down the job. So what we're hearing now is there were seven openings, right? Not counting the Patriots because, you know, they weren't going to rehire him. So there were seven opportunities for Bill. One of the seven teams requested an interview and he didn't even get offered the gig. So where like Boomer Esiason is coming from, Boomer Esiason's had a tough go picking these uh, head coaches. No scoops, Keefe. No, he's not. By the way, Boomer Esiason, 9 o'clock tonight. He's going to take over for us here at 9. You can listen to him. But he said Ben Johnson to the Commanders, and he said Bill Belichick to the uh, Falcons. Also, he had one other one, I think. I think he had a coordinator one that he might have messed up, messed up. But either way, Arthur Blank is here to tell you that they didn't offer the job to Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick didn't even want total control. So, I mean, I would assume Bill did want total control. So, <clears throat> so may- you, you think he's lying? Well, or, like, there's semantics to it, and, like, maybe it didn't get that far. Like, maybe Bill would have wanted total control, but he was, they're still in, like, the feeling-out process or something. Or maybe he made some suggestions that weren't exactly total control, but were, like, suggestions that Arthur Blank or more so the other people already established in the front office of the Falcons were like, we don't want to bring this in. Or maybe they came to their senses and they're like, we're the Atlanta Falcons. We have a long rebuild ahead of us. That's we don't I have am. a quarterback. Right. Like, I, I, they might be right. Like, Raheem Morris probably is the better option for them. Like, it's it's tough for Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, to lose, like, to actually want a job and not be offered it. Like, as uh, Blank said, they had 14 candidates. And so Belichick's just one of the other 13 that didn't get it. Just kind of tossed in a pile. Like, that's got to be tough to swallow if you're Bill. But I, I do think Atlanta probably did the right thing. But, yeah, Bill's just got uh, got forced out. And I think the Mac, Mac Jones's regression, I think, around the league is probably something that jumped out to everybody, cause especially all these teams that, well, with the exception of Herbert and the Chargers, all these other teams pretty much had a young quarterback or about to draft a quarterback. And you're like, are we really going to trust Bill Belichick to take that guy and turn him into something. And, you know, the counter would be like, well, he did it with Tom Brady. It's like, right, 23 years ago. And as we're, as we turns out, the greatest quarterback of all time. So 
Mac Jones, who has picked so many picks ahead of Tom Brady, decent enough as a rookie, and then just fell apart in two years, and they just destroyed the guy. All right, back to the phones we go. So add that to the conversation as well. Joe, whoa, Joe in the car on the Super Bowl. Joe, what do you have, sir? Rich, before I get there, this Belichick talk. First of all, I want to say, how are you guys doing tonight, guys? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you. Uh, Before I do my Super Bowl take, this Belichick talk is getting, like, uh, sickening. Let's just face it. Numbers don't lie. Belichick with Brady was great. Mm Mm-hmm. Belichick without Brady, the guy sucks. Right. He's too old. Okay. That's why he's not coaching anymore. Man. Right. Okay. Not, I mean, this thing with Belichick, why are we making a big deal? Come on, guy. Look at him. The guy in the last five years, he's done nothing, man. He's done nothing. He's been exposed. I've said it since day one. It wasn't both of them. It was Brady, Brady, Brady. Well, it was, bo- now, it was both of them, Joe, but go ahead. Now, this, this, the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I got to say, man, Sam Fran on paper's got the better team. But if this guy pulls it off, as far as the talent, if you go position by position, there's no comparison. Sam Fran's got it, except for you got Mahomes on one side and you got Purdy on the other side. And if, if Mahomes wins this one, I gotta tell you, I mean, they, I, I've heard some morons already comparing him to to Brady. Yeah, Let, let's let's hold the horses right now. Right, but I gotta say, he's gonna pass. He's gonna have to pass Joe Montana in my eyes because what this guy has done with the talent he's at. I, I mean, the guy he, he amazes me every time. So, I mean, uh, but yeah, I, I, you gotta put him above Montana. And Brady is still going to be number one. I don't care. I don't care what any of these morons say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's definitely – thanks for the call, Joe. I mean, Brady is uh, safely atop the quarterback rankings list for several more seasons, no matter what Mahomes does over the next few. Like, it's going to be a while, I think. But it doesn't mean it can't happen. I mean, who would have ever thought that a quarterback would have uh, six seasons to start his career the way Mahomes has? Like, no way. Like, I was definitely one of those people, like, after Brady or as Brady was playing, like, we'll never see another Brady. Like, this is the last time. You're like, oh, here comes this guy (laughs) basically doing the same thing, especially if he wins on Sunday. If he wins on Sunday, now they're both back. They're the last two uh, back-to-back Super Bowl champions. And then three out of six years. I know Brady's was three out of four years, but you get the idea. Like, the first six years of his career, plus – Mahomes is a little ahead of schedule if he wins, right? The Super Bowls will be the same number, but trips to the Super Bowl advantage Mahomes. Playoff appearances, playoff wins, conference uh, championship games advantage Mahomes. Regular season MVPs, I'm only talking first six years, advantage Mahomes. And then the counting numbers, I think just the way the game is being played, are also going to be advantage Mahomes. The thing that makes Brady just so ridiculous is the 20-plus year run where he was so good the whole time. Like there's no bad seasons in there with with Brady and just roll out of bed, make the playoffs, make the conference championship and then kind of go a next level by winning the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Cuz if you just had the Patriots, like only Patriots uh Tom Brady resume still would be nearly impossible to catch. But then going to another team playing three more years of playoff football including a Super Bowl, so seven Super Bowls, like it's just it's a it's a, it's a bit much. But yeah, Mahomes has uh, has that on the line, and I agree. Like the roster is advantage 49ers. I mean, 
They have uh, a better running back. They have better wide receivers. Their tight end is like almost a wash, right? Kelsey plays the position a little bit differently than, than Kittle does, but as good as Kelsey is, like the San Francisco's bringing uh, George Kittle to the table. Their offensive line, especially if Joe Tooney is out, like is better. The defense, although Kansas City's defense this year is good, like you do have to, you have to give them that. But across the board, I would say advantage goes to San Francisco. We had a uh, a texter that's asked, uh, is there more pressure on Mahomes or Purdy to win? And I would think, like, at first, my knee-jerk reaction is, like, clearly Mahomes. Like, if you're talking about legacy and if you're actually talking about chasing down Tom Brady, you can't, like, fumble these opportunities. Now, I know you're not going to win every single Super Bowl. He's already lost the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, as it turned out. But if like, it's such a staggering number, like, you don't want to give one up right now where the game's essentially a pick 'em. I think it's like one and a half, two, depending on where you're looking in favor of the Niners. So essentially a pick 'em. Although it's fair to ask how much pressure is on Brock Purdy because if they lose and he plays poorly, let's say, like not just like a, if it's a shootout, it's one thing, but let's say he plays poorly. Every once in a while, even when you don't expect it, you get like a lopsided Super Bowl. We were talking about it the other night with Hart, you know, some of those, like the, when the Seahawks just beat the snot out of Peyton Manning and the Broncos, like there's been a few blowouts in there. If Brock Purdy plays that bad, I think there's all kinds of questions in the offseason for the Niners. Would they look to improve that spot? They haven't paid him the money yet. Like they're not committed to him by any stretch. So I say legacy wise, more pressure on Mahomes. Just his state and position in the league and his bank account and all that stuff, probably more pressure on on Brock Purdy. Now they're not going to ask him to do as much as Kansas City is going to ask Mahomes to do. Uh, but Purdy's going to have to make some throws. I mean, you go back to the last time these teams played in the Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo had a chance to make a throw, couldn't make it, couldn't connect on it. And you look back on it and say, man, if, if that one throw goes differently, everyone's looking at Garoppolo different. Everyone's looking at Kyle Shanahan, probably a little bit different. And who knows what's going on? Who knows if they still have Jimmy now or what, what their quarterback situation is? So even though they have plenty of guys that can take the pressure off of Purdy, if it's a close game like a lot of us are are predicting, I think you can probably, there's going to be a time where third down, they put the ball in Purdy's hand, he has to make a play, and he either does or he doesn't. One of the bets I like is Purdy to throw a pick. That was one of our prop bets from uh, the other night. So I would I would can. I, would, I still feel good about that. It's a little weighted. I think it was like minus 135 maybe for him to throw a pick. But irregardless, uh, you can join us at 617-779-7937. If you have any thoughts on what Arthur Blank said about Bill Belichick, the Super Bowl, or last night, one of the big co- topics of conversation was Robert Kraft pretty firmly saying that he hires people and puts them in a position to do their job and money has never been an issue. He, in fact, has at times suggested spending more money on players, if, if you want to believe that. Uh, I do think he laid it on a little thick. I think there's truth to it, though. And I also think now, this offseason, they are forced to spend a ton of money because then that would, that would make his statements ring more true. If he doesn't do it, then you're going to be like, well, what's going on here? So now it wasn't just it wasn't just Bill. And even if he's kind of, you know, lying or or at least kind of changing the truth a little bit. That's another way of saying lying. Uh, 
he can kind of change how it's viewed if they spend a lot of money now. So, I mean, 23, 24 off-seasons, you're not always going to spend a ton of money. There were a few off-seasons where they did spend money, but he's putting it all on Bill, and he even said 30 years, so he's putting it on Pete Carroll. He's putting it on Bill Parcells. Uh, so now let's see if Gerard Mayo and uh, and Elliot Wolf are ready to uh, spend some money. Uh, again, you can hit us up on uh, – you can call in. You can also text in 37937. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. We've got the Bet Du Jour best bet for the weekend coming up next. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video-on-demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. My understanding is that Taylor Swift is in Tokyo right now. No, the only people farther from the Super Bowl are the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, uh, it's... Now there, there has never been a season like this, everybody. I mean, who'd have thought we'd see a year when Taylor Swift went to more playoff games than Bill Belichick? Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. That was uh, Keegan Michael Key, part of the NFL Honors last night. They gave out some awards. They uh, announced who is going into the Hall of Fame. So we'll get to some of that in a little bit. What do you think of uh, Keegan Michael Key's two football jokes there, Stiz? They're all right. They're all right. So we've seen basically three cracks at a Taylor Swift football joke. There was Joe Coy. Nobody liked that one. That was at the Golden Globes. Bomb. Bomb. <laughs> Bombs over Baghdad in that one. And then there was uh, Trevor Noah. It was all right. It was all right. It was like, hey, like we're going to show a football player instead. And then they showed Terry Crews. And then there's Keegan Michael Key, which was sort of a blended Taylor Swift and uh, Bill Belichick in there. It's funny That's or terrible. ironic. You know who may have had the best one? Who's that? Right here on this very station. Fitzy? Bill Belichick. With the Kelsey thing, you know, like the, oh yeah, best yeah, catch, the best catch. Yeah, he did right. That's that's you know what that's what you gotta do. You start with with Travis Kelsey because yeah. he, he puts and makes it about football. The Swift thing. Yeah, not bad. But uh, no, I like Keegan Michael Key overall. Key and Peel, good show. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's a great show. They've both done a lot of good stuff since then. All right, let's get to our uh, our bet du jour. It can be from the Super Bowl if you want, Stiz. It could be from uh, tonight if you if you so choose. It could be any anything for the weekend that you can bet on. As uh, we try to find a winner here in the bet du jour. What are you looking at? All right. So I'm a big instant gratification sure, kind of guy. No doubt. So I'm going to go tonight. Celtics uh, hosting the Wizards. Wizards, not great. They're like 9-41 and 41, something. They like are the pits. Yes. So I'm going to take the uh, the Celtics total team points over 127.5. It's minus uh, 115, but I don't usually go minus a lot, but. 127 and a half. Yeah, All right. 127 and a half. Very good. So real quick on that. You mentioned the Wizards. So we spent so much time, as we should. The Celtics are nasty. They've been nasty for a while. So we're looking at the top of the standings. We haven't really had to concern ourselves with the bottom of the standings for a long time. The Washington Wizards are 9 and 41. They've played 50 games. They've won nine times. It's not great. And they don't have the worst record in the NBA the Detroit Pistons, who are on a two-game heater, are 8-43. and 43. Wow. Now, one thing that soccer has right in Europe is relegation. 
It's getting rid of teams. It's like, hey, you're not good enough to compete with us, or you're just trying to get draft picks, or you're sabotaging whatever. You got to go. We were watching the Wrexham show the other day, like uh, with Ryan Reynolds. They bought a team, Ryan Reynolds yeah, and Rob yeah. McElhaney. I know the show's been on for a while, but I started watching with my wife. And they were explaining the relegation thing about like how far, how low you can go. And even both of those guys were from America. Like that's a great idea. Even my wife was like, "They should do that here." Like, why don't they do that here? And I'm like, "Well, now it's too far gone. Like the the owners would never let it happen." Because could you imagine if all of a sudden the Detroit Pistons had to play against the Maine Red Claws? Yeah, that they had, they had to go. They had yeah. to go down to Rio and all these other the Rio Grande. They had to play all these teams. Now, can these teams? So I'm not familiar with this yeah. term. Can these teams work their way back? The damn right they can. That's okay. the goal. A little motivation. Okay. A little kick in the ass. That never hurt. Oh, sit in timeout for yes. a little bit. You got to go play the, the scrub teams, okay. or unless you become one of the scrub teams. And so, yeah, you work your way back up, and then I don't know all the rules of it. Like, I like soccer. I'm not obsessed with it, so I don't know every single detail. But I know you need to be good enough to stay in the good league. And if you are even, like, a small one, if you keep winning the small one, next thing you know, you're playing Manchester City. You're playing Real Madrid. You're playing all these teams. Don't quote me on all of it. I just All I know is there's relegation. Yeah. And if you're the freaking Pistons or the Wizards and you're trotting out a team that wins one every uh, ten games... That's insane. Or every five, whatever. Like that is that is that is the pits. And so, like I guess you go for draft picks. Or there's also the Spurs and the Hornets have only won ten games. So there are four teams in the league that are just awful. And you don't really see it in football that much. Like you'll see a bad team. Don't get me wrong. We just watched the Patriots yeah, all just... year. We just watched the Patriots all year. But I feel like there's more. Like how many times? I guess the the Lions and the Browns had a couple of back to back. Just like. You know, one and fifteen, two and fourteen, zero oh and sixteen type years, but like in basketball, some of these teams have been down there for so long, and it's like, would there be a little bit more motivation? Maybe spend a little bit more money if you knew that you'd be playing in the G League for a year. You have to imagine. And same with baseball. Baseball should absolutely do it. Go send the Oakland A's and the or and uh, these other crap teams that are just waiting for their draft picks. Have them play some uh, some AAA baseball. Have them roll through Worcester here. Play the Woo Sox. Anyway, that's my little take on the bad teams. Uh, my bet is going to be on one of the good teams. I'm just going to take the Chiefs. Uh, the only thing that scares me is how many people are taking it. But I think it's just a lot. There's a lot of smart people out there. You want to bet against Patrick Mahomes? I think he's 12 and one against the spread as an underdog. It might even be outright. Don't quote me on the outright, but at least as it's winners, uh, 12 and one. And he he did it last year. Last year, uh, I know I have a short memory, so maybe you don't remember this, but they were like slight underdogs last year against the Eagles. I remember doing the same thing, going down, putting a uh, just a money line bet on them at like plus one hundred five, plus one ten, whatever it ended up going off at. And they won that game. It is whether you want to believe in the Mahomes uh, Brady comparisons, it, depending on how much you want to read into it. Betting against Brady was dumb, and betting against Mahomes is dumb. Fair. Like, it's kind of as simple as that. So, I'm going to go Chiefs. Get them wherever you can. I know some places still have them at uh, plus two, but I'm taking them on the money line, so you can get probably a little bit more juice there. Yeah, I'm looking. I see plus two. Yeah, so that's good. So, I'll just so forget. I don't need those points. Yeah. I'll just take them to win, and then whatever that ends up being. Uh, and then coming up, 745, we will wrap up our week of Super Bowl prop Palooza, proper Palooza is the word. Five final bets, and uh, then we'll have all all of them there, and we'll compete against each other, compete against uh, whoever wants to take part in that. 
You guys can call in here at 617-779-7937. A three-hour show tonight, Boomer Esiason's last football show of the year, 9 o'clock tonight. So we've still got plenty of time to talk to you. Plus, Rob Bradford will join us at 8 to do a little uh, Red Sox and Netflix. So uh, go nowhere. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI.